Listen, you absolutely need to be going to Sugar Bum Cosmetics for all of your handmade makeup and skincare product needs. There's lip gloss, there's incredible body butters, all of it, handmade, organic, high quality materials. Check it out, and I promise you will not be disappointed. Sugarbumcosmetics.net. Encourage, enlighten, and activate your mind. Welcome to Theo Thanks. Hi, welcome to Theo Thanks. I'm your host, Theo Smith. Today, we're going to talk about the income tax. Um, there's, there's, there's not a lot of common knowledge about the income tax that I'm finding in my conversations with people. So today, I kind of wanted to, wanted to um, talk about the history of the income tax and to explain how it started and where we are now. The U.S. federal government imposed the first personal income tax on August 5th, 1861, to help pay for its war effort in the American Civil War. The tax rate was 3% of all income over $800. This tax was repealed and replaced by another income tax in 1862. 1894 saw the first peacetime income tax passed through the Wilson-Gorman Tariff. The rate was 2% on income over $4,000. That's equivalent to $118,000 uh, in 2019. This impacted fewer than 10% of households at the time. The purpose of the income tax was to make up for revenue that would be lost by the tariff reductions. Initially, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled the income tax unconstitutional because, at the time, the Constitution did not grant the government the power to impose any tax other than a direct tax. Subsequently, the 16th Amendment was passed in 1913, making the income tax a permanent fixture in the U.S. tax system. This was a direct response to the Supreme Court ruling. It's noteworthy how efficiently our government can move when working to grant itself expanded powers. Before the 20th century, most federal revenue came from tariffs. Tariffs have always served as a key role in our nation's foreign trade policy. The purpose of tariffs is to generate revenue for the federal government and to allow for the industrialization of a nation by replacing foreign imports with domestic production, thus acting as a protective barrier for new industries and industries and businesses that are especially vulnerable to foreign imports. According to Dartmouth economist Douglas Irwin, tariffs have three main purposes. One, raise revenue for the government. 
Two, restrict imports and protect domestic producers, excuse me, from foreign competition. And three, to reach reciprocity agreements that reduce trade barriers. Um, And I would like to explore tariffs um, and their use in modern times on another uh, subsequent episode, later episode. Once the 16th Amendment was passed, Congress immediately passed the Revenue Act of 1913, the same year. The Revenue Act reestablished a federal income tax and and substantially lowered tariff rates. Then-President Woodrow Wilson, who signed the bill into law, wanted to decrease tariffs as the Democratic Party saw them as an unfair burden on consumers. The Revenue Act lowered average tariff rates from 40% to 26%. It also applied a 1% tax on income above $3,000 per year. The tax only affected 3% of the population. So in essence, you can say that this, uh, this, this revenue tax was a tax on the top 3% in the country. And so today you hear a lot of that in what many people consider progressive circles. Um, the taxing of the top 3% and so on. It's very it's a very interesting concept and it's it, it's it's when you when you look at history and you realize the correlation between the past and the present you find out that a lot of these things that people try to make out to be so controversial and so um so so groundbreaking and new really aren't and clearly here you know, we're going through the history of the inception of the income tax. And this was a bipartisan effort by both Democrats and Republicans um, to ease the burden on consumers and to make up what would be lost in lowering the tariffs. What would be what would to make up what would be lost in revenue for the federal government. Um, to impose a tax, not on the poor, not on the middle class, but on those that it would hurt the least. So I think that it makes sense to reconsider the systems that we have in place now and to seek out more fairness and equality. And um, after all, when those who benefit from the system hear of changes wanting to be made that would negatively impact them, they seem to have a, a, a way of tricking us into voting against our own best interests. And as the election comes, I want you to be very careful about that. Of, of hearing and receiving that kind of message.
The Revenue Act lowered tariff rates and placed a income tax on the top 3% in the country. The Revenue Act of 1913 marked an important shift in federal revenue policy as government revenue would increasingly rely on income taxes rather than tariff duties. The federal government began to rely on income taxes rather than the money collected from tariffs. Now, the income tax funds the following programs. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, Children's Health Insurance Program, also known as CHIP, the Affordable Care Act, Defense and International Security Assistance, safety programs like SNAP and FEMA and paying the national paying the national debt. So as the presidential campaign kicks into full swing, please pay attention to the programs that the candidates talk about cutting and implementing. Trump has already stated he wants to end the payroll tax, which would negatively impact Social Security and Medicaid programs. So, doing so would essentially be a Medicaid and Social Security cut. While Biden wants to raise individual income taxes and payroll taxes on individuals making more than $400,000 a year. This would help to strengthen Social Security. And according to the Tax Foundation, Biden's plan would increase federal tax revenue by $3.8 trillion between 2021 and 2030 relative to the current law. This revenue is needed to lower the national deficit, which is at $2.8 trillion currently. So, again, as we head into the election year, please, I'm sorry, not the election year, the election season, please keep in mind what the candidates are saying. Because while, yes, they're, you know, they're going to sell all kinds of hopes and dreams to you. There's a good amount of substance from their platforms that they are going to work to try and, and, and bring into law. So please stay informed and be listening. Don't vote against your own best interests. If you've been losing the last four years, if you've been struggling the last four years, if you've been disappointed with the leadership of the last four years, keep that in mind. If you want something different, keep that in mind. Well, I've said before, I don't want to tell you who to vote for. That's not what that's that's not the point of this podcast. I just want you to be informed. And I want you to make decisions um, that not only impact you, 
but also think about your loved ones. Think about your family. Think about your community and where you live, how you work, and how much money you've got in the bank. So, having said that, be well, good buddy. Take care of yourself so you can take care of someone else. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please um, follow me on Instagram at Theo underscore so underscore chill. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Theo so chill. I'm also on WordPress at TheoThinksEverything.wordpress.com. And please feel free to email me your thoughts or um, anything, anything you want to communicate. Um, send me an email at theothinks301 at gmail.com. Take care of yourself, and I'll talk to you again soon.